Yanmark trying to get it towards the empty net. He dives. He scores. Hat trick. Game seven. Yanmark. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. And he comes, fakes, he scores! Mark Stone, shorthanded goal, took the goal off its pegs, lost his stick, but more room to pump his fist. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millar, and Ryan Wallace. Live from the Las Vegas Downtown Event Center, it is the VGK Insider Show at FanFest 2021 where there is a, a very sizable crowd that has gone into the queue for the opening of the FanFest festivities which will start in just under half an hour's time. The first 500 people in attendance will receive a free hat. If you come down, if you get here soon, you probably still get one of those free hats. Uh, souvenir on uh, part of today. There's food trucks here. There's lots of events uh, to take part with the kids. Uh, cornhole, uh, some of the inflatable games, a soccer uh, game, a football game, and then, of course, the team will be here. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights will be on the stage as part of FanFest answering some questions in a Q&A and uh, also playing a couple of games. So looking forward to that. The broadcasters will talk about their uh, five years so going into fifth year uh, for the franchise so a lot uh, happening over the 90 minutes of fan fest five and 5 30 until seven o'clock and we are here uh for our entire two-hour show so one more hour hour number two uh, from high above the stage shane Knighty will join us in just a little bit darren millard along with ryan wallace uh, uh we always want to see the what do the players look like when they come back like they, they put on a little bit of weight uh, to be uh, a little bit uh, stronger mm-hmm. and and more effective uh flow though Flow is an important one, and I can tell you from firsthand experience, William Carlson and Nolan Patrick mm-hmm. have got some really good flow going. Yeah, I, I mean, William Carlson, I think, has had the best hair on the team in quite a while, right? It's it's hard to really argue against William Carlson's flow. I, Nolan Patrick, he's got a nice head of lettuce for sure, yeah. and it'll be interesting to see as the year progresses where Mark Stone goes with it because – very impressive flow at the end of the year for Mark Stone. Just had a wedding. It's a little bit trim right now in terms of his hair, but I can see another long playoff run leading to some beautiful, beautiful hair on Mark Stone. He kind of got cleaned up a little bit for the wedding, right? Yeah. But now you got kind of let it... Uh to grow out a little bit. Uh, live from FanFest, VGK Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Uh, looking forward to the helicopter, by the way, that we were talking about is still there. It's just strange. And I partly, I think, is it tracking Dave Gosher and Shane Knighty as Shane Knighty settles in with us. <laughs> Were you guys being followed by a helicopter? No, but after Dave's driving down here, I wouldn't be surprised if they're looking for him. Uh, <laughs> is, is he not the most perennially late person, behind person that you've ever met? He, he, he can be. He's pokey. Yeah, he's very, very pokey. It's... Uh, it's Dave. He works on his own time. It's Dave's world. What time, Dave's did you, time. What time are you supposed to leave when you picked him up? Actually, he was, he was early today, so I can't get on him. He was, uh, was it, uh, supposed to pick me at 4.15. He was there at 4.11, which is wow. very shocking. Yeah. That's, uh, that's wild. Uh, it was a rare occurrence, but uh, we're here safely, and uh, we're here. A great event. Another fan fest. Can you believe that? When was that? We did one here. We did an event here in February right, right before, before the it got shut, shut down. down. So 
good to be back. Uh, it's it's warm. You wore the jeans. I'm little what else am I going to wear? I don't know. Cut-offs? <laughs> I have a cut-off jeans. Go back <laughs> back like a Nipua, Manitoba. I'm cruising the farmlands looking for a keg party and an open fire. and uh, <laughs> Bush party? Yeah, bush party back in the day. Yeah, back in the day. Uh, so, Shane, you've been here uh, all five years. Uh, give me an idea uh, as you look into year five. I asked Gary, the question today is like this is now a mature franchise. We can talk about the first year and expansion franchise, etc. But the draft picks from the yeah. first four, five years, they're, they're all coming through. Like it's it, it's almost like they've shed that expansion label. Absolutely, <laughs> and not only have to me they a mature franchise. They're they're one of the top organizations in the league, and. You look at what they've done in a short period of time, and when you really sit back and think about it, it's it's phenomenal. And you know, I remember coming to the very first one of these, and people are like, "Who the hell are you?" Like, you know, <laughs> it's like nobody had a sniff. And just the way you know the team, the organizations embraced the city, the how they've embraced us in the sport of hockey, and uh, you know, so the organization not only you know going to the Stanley Cup for certainly that accelerated everything mm-hmm. when you have the success that happened in year one here to go as a, you know, brand new team, uh, an expansion team to the Stanley cup finals is, you know, it was historic. Uh, and then to continue to build off that, they've really built what's considered in conversation as a Stanley cup contender each and every year. And then add on top of that, you talk about the prospects. Now you've got the Henderson silver Knights. So you've got two pro right. teams here that happened in four years. Yeah, last time we had a fan yeah. fest, Henderson yeah. was. And we're going to, you know, in 2022, exist. we're going to open a brand new facility, uh, Dollar Loan Center for, you know, Henderson to play in, the Silver Knights. It's uh, it's incredible to see what has happened, you know, the sport of hockey. And, you know, even more so, you know, if we want to talk in a bigger picture, just how this has become a sports town, you right. know, with the Raiders and what a, what a first game they had uh, Monday night. Um, it's just, uh, but, you know, Hockey-wise, it has become, to me, it's a hockey city. You don't have two two teams here without it. And in five years, it's incredible what has been accomplished, uh, not only on the ice but off the ice with the organization. You keep us honest uh, on your time because I know that you have uh, duties to do up on the stage. Uh, Shane Knighty's with us, Darren Millard, along with Ryan Wallace, VGK Insider Show, live at FanFest. We were just talking about how this has become just a major, major sports town. Is it surprising to you that it, it happened in such short order? Ah, that's a good. Yeah, I think it is. You know, I wouldn't have come here if I didn't believe that it was going to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I, I think I knew this would be a, a, a good sports town just because it's it's the entertainment capital and you know and such good people. I knew the you know when the fear of when I was coming and my move. I'm going to go back and talk about you know I had a job I was really good, but I wanted there was something that attracted me to not only. You know, covering the Golden Knights with living in Vegas and having that opportunity. And the biggest fear everybody's well, once the Raiders come, everybody's going to forget about hockey. So you knew it was going to become a sports city. I'm shocked how big a new sport like hockey. Uh, I would say that's been my biggest surprise, how well received that's been, how I've seen it grow beyond, uh, you know, my expectations, which I had high expectations and beliefs that it would grow to the level it has, but or not to the level it has, but it would grow but not to the level it is. If that makes sense, I'm kind of correcting myself. Because um, grassroots hockey and seeing, you know, the Learn to Skate programs, the Junior Golden Knights programs, uh, all the hockey programs, you know, I'm involved with the high school, Faith Lutheran. Uh, 
it's just expanded and, and to me that's just important to see a sport that has been my world since i've been five years old growing up grow down here in vegas and that's uh that, that has been really special to be part of. Uh, world-class facilities, uh, City yeah. National Arena. You double that with Lifeguard Arena. Uh, you throw in Dollar Loan Center. It's uh, it's wild. It is. And, and getting ice in the men's leagues and the uh, the kids' leagues. And uh, it's it's growing all because of the exposure that you get from the National Hockey League and the success of the National Hockey League team. Exposure and success is key. It's, it's, that's, that's, what's, that's what's made it happen yeah. so fast. Do you think Seattle will follow suit? I it's a different market, right? So I played, you know, the Canadian Hockey League. I played against the Seattle Thunderbirds. So hockey's been in that market. You know, that's at a junior level. Um, but that said, it, it's still, um, oh, boy, fine. Telemarketer. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was gold. You could hear the ring in the background. <laughs> the telemarketer calling. Um, but, yeah, Seattle's a totally different. They took a, a, a different – I don't know if they've taken a different approach um it's hard to compare now because if you were if we they opened at the same time we did that opening roster of the golden knights in the open in seattle without any games being played mm. what would you say oh it's the same thing i'm saying about seattle yeah. right now that exactly. they if they can yeah. ever compete for a playoff spot it's an overwhelming success yeah, absolutely so it's hard to predict i think seattle it's going to be a success i think you know you look at the proximity of vancouver just you know logistically sets up for a really good rival um, and and that city is has had sports. It's it's been a sports city, and it's had hockey, and it, it was always well received. When I played junior hockey in Seattle, it was one of our favorite places to travel. They 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 had great fans, sold out the building, five thousand. What was the old arena there? You would know. It was like built like a square. It didn't yeah. have round corners. No, it was like you didn't. It was a rectangle. Back, it was a rectangle. You went back, it hurt because it was, well, you yeah. couldn't ring the puck around. No. Um, but it was still packed, and it was a great place to play. And uh, I think I think it's great what the league's done now, as, as we brought in Seattle, and it's it's going to be phenomenal what they can accomplish. Um, I don't think they're going to have the success the Golden Knights had, uh, but everybody said that uh, five years ago. Um, but I think it's it, it's good for the league now that it's even out. I, li- I like even numbers, so <laughs> 32 teams. Where's uh, Where's Sheldon Kennedy from? Right on the uh, He's from, Trans-Canada Highway. Yeah. Oh, boy. We used to stop there. It's not. Yeah. But that rink had square corners. Yeah, there's a like, lot of those Manitoba and Saskatchewan arenas. That, that just, one was a, a tough one. Yeah. Tough, tough one for me. It may have derailed the career a little bit. Hey, uh, did you see the, the tweet from Robin Leonard today? No. Uh, he, I'm not like you and Gary. I don't <laughs> live on my phone and on Twitter. But he's doing the MMA, like the UFC uh, training again. Okay. But he looks good, man. Like looks like you, like fit, trim, in shape. Uh, it, I'm I'm impressed. Oh, he looks better than me. I'm I've got 16 years on him. Um, good for him. And I think, you know, that's important because this is a, a point in Robin Leonard's career that he's waited for, mm-hmm. that he's advocated for, is to get that number one it's first time. And you know, he's had the confidence to believe that he's earned it. Now he's got to go out and prove it, and, and I think he can. So uh, it's good that he's put in the work. You'd assume that would happen, um, you know, once uh, the trade with Mark Andre Fleury happened. Uh, that hey, he's this is the chance he's waited a long time for. He's worked through a lot of things in his life to get to this point, and now it's here. And uh, I'm excited to see how he can perform. Yeah, just in terms of this off season, there were quite a few changes. Obviously, you mentioned the Mark Andre Fleury yeah. trade, the Ryan Reeves trade as well. 
He got some new names. Evgeny Dadanov comes in. Nolan Patrick comes in. So there's a lot of change within the organization. But at the top, top two lines largely stays the same. Where's the level of optimism with this team going into year five, just in, in where they're at right now? Uh, I'm very optimistic, just like I would be the last three years. Mm -hmm. To me, the expectations don't change for this team. I, I expect them to compete for a Stanley Cup. They've put in that position. The, the difficult one, are they better than they were last year? Well, that we have to wait and see. What I like, I guess my analogy of it more would be they didn't win it last year. What do they need to get better at? I think they've addressed that. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think goaltending was a problem. They had two good goaltenders. That's good. I think their defensive group's solid. I think, you know, came down to it is finding some hard goals, some more depth offense. So they're gotten a little deeper. You think that third line, you're going to have Yanmark, you're going to have Dadinoff. Uh, you know, Nolan Patrick, is he going to be there or is he going to work his way up? That's something to see. Peyton Krebs, where does he fit in this Tuck lineup? eventually. Tuck comes back in. Uh, you got Howden, who's going to compete. Nick Waugh, where does he fit in? Will Carrier. So, you know, it's looking deeper on. And, and also, a lot of those other guys that I mentioned, Howden and Waugh and Carrier, these are young players, Krebs, Patrick, that you hope they're taking that next step. Mm -hmm. um, and, and along with others, White Cloud, Haig, uh, you know, guys that will be better because that's just that, that that's the curve of the progress that you expect from players like that that now have had some nhl games under their belt and can grow uh their game so and with that comes a little bit of internal competition which is always good so i think the gold knights have addressed i think they're still considered a contender there's a lot of good teams out there you look at the top teams around the league on you know both the east and the west uh it, it's hard to win but i think they addressed some areas they needed to um, and are they better overall? Well, that's why they play the games. We'll wait and see. I'll say it. I used to hate exhibition games. Still do. To, <laughs> but this year, there's like Pete DeBoer's never had a chance to fiddle with his lineup well, without it mattering. Like the the, the one tune-up game in the bubble, they had to just get yeah. the pace. There was no fooling around with anything. It's crazy because he's been here so long. This is the first time where he can experiment truly with his roster. Well, and he needs to, right? And a chance for him to learn his players and to learn. He really had a chance to evaluate a lot of the young players. I think, you know, it helps having Henderson here. But, uh, you know, and to put them in NHL action, you can't compare watching an AHL game and then seeing them compete on your own team, you know, standing behind them on the bench. I think it's, it's you know, a very valuable piece for them to evaluate, you know, what they have. And it is important. Preseason's, you know, so important for you know hockey operations Kelly McCrimmon George McPhee all the you know the pro and amateur scouts uh, as well as the coaching staff to to look at their team and allow them to take a look at different options that may happen and you're, you're not only looking at options that that you may start the season but players that may stand out that you know wouldn't get a look and you know I was doing a radio show earlier today and somebody was asking you know how did you change when you're 19 to 23 and you know I said well 24 when I finally made the NHL and I think I in all my time down there the one thing I realized was the most important thing is opportunity and what you do with it and you know I was older when you get there when you're young you think you're always going to get all these opportunities and, and some high route you know high draft picks big prospects you'll get you know more opportunities but you know as you get older you look for that that opportunity and making the most of that and that's what this camp and preseasons about uh, for players and you know as they grow and they get a little older they recognize opportunities and, and this is a chance for them to stand out and if they don't make the team initially it's not only about that 
It's about putting yourself, if you can kind of climb that list they have of, you know, next up for a call-up, that, that it goes a long way. So Even more important. competitive because you got two draft classes in one. Yeah, well said there. So Thank you. He always knows all this stuff. He's so smart. In, in terms of opportunity, like I look at a guy like Peyton Krebs right now going into this camp with Alex Tuck not, not going to be available at the beginning of the season. That's an opportunity for Peyton Krebs to really, really establish himself as that next guy or the guy that can kind of push and be a part of this team out of camp. Absolutely. And I'm excited to see Peyton Krebs mm-hmm. because when I talk, when we talk about a lot of young players, you know, everybody has, you know, it's always you got to get bigger, stronger, faster. they got to find a little more compete, got to find a little more urgency to their game. Usually the skill level, the skating is, is there. They're going to get stronger. That'll make them faster. That'll make, with Peyton Krebs, the one thing he has put up the points. We've seen it junior. He's been able to do it, you know, with the American Hockey League. Um, he's going to get faster, stronger. But the one thing that he has had since day one is the work ethic and the compete. And he competes at an NHL level. He really does. And I know it was only, you know, a, you know, a little short view we got of him. Mm-hmm. But a guy that's, you know, willing to do the right things. And I think, you know, that one game, the back check he had, the going to the front of the – just, just details he, to his The game. fact that he got hurt, Shane. Yes, and in, got up. Go, in in got front up of the net, though? Like, it just, to me, I'm sold right on yeah. it. Yeah. On, on, on the few games he played, the, those last few things he did, I'm sold. If he can, and, and so now it's a matter of him. Keeping that and then trying to figure out the offensive part of his game at the National Hockey League level. And if he can do that, he could be a special player. It was explained to me that he has the skill of a first-rounder, but the engine and desire to compete of a fifth-rounder. There you go. Well said. And I thought that made a lot of sense. How about sense. a seventh-rounder? Se- I like seventh round. Seventh round was my favorite. Was you, uh, were you yeah. drafting the seventh yeah, round? Yeah, but I think that I don't know how many they had. How many rounds were there? Twelve? I don't know. No, no, I think there was like, I don't know. It was not, look it up, 1994. <laughs> you were what, 40 then? <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> Probably close, though, in and uh, around there. Uh, yeah, there used to be 12 rounds, but it's the same number of picks now. Yeah, it's anyways, I, exactly what you said. That's well said. He does. He, he, that, that's what stands out to me for a guy that is, you know, first-round pick, a high pick. Everybody, you know, it's automatically the skill, but he just he does his, his compete and willing. Not only his compete, his willingness. And it's not only in games. It's in practices. His coach, yeah. you know, for the, in Winnipeg in the Western Hockey League said he drives it. He said not only is he our skilled and best player, but he drives every player because he's the first in the rink. He's the first in the weight room. He's the last off the ice. He's just... You know, the, those things instilled at a young player at that age who's that good to have those type of characteristics and, and, and abilities and kind of, you know, set the mindset uh, to compete. Like that, you're talking about, you always talk about a guy becoming a true pro. Well, it's all those details to it, how to handle himself. He's already got that. So uh, I'm, I'm, as your question, I can't wait to see Peyton Krebs and what he can do. And, yeah, there may be some bumps. He is still young. But. I, I think he can. He, he has the potential to be something special. Coming up on 5:30, where the doors are going to open to FanFest 2021 here at the uh, Las Vegas Downtown Event Center. You have to go in a couple yeah, of minutes. Yeah, I got to uh, go right away. Okay. Uh, can I just ask you about going on the road? Because you're going to get to go on the road again here very soon. I am. Are you, are you really excited about it, or are you like the bags already packed? and you cannot wait, and you're super excited about it. I, I, Those are your two choices. So I think enough time has passed that that super excitement has passed 
on. I've kind of gotten comfortable being mm. here in Vegas. You know, this is, let's be honest. Staying in Vegas isn't a bad place no. to kind of be grounded <laughs> at here without traveling. Um, but that said, yeah, I want to be back watching games live. You know, calling off monitor isn't the best thing in the world by a long shot. It, it's tough, especially in my job as analyst trying to watch the whole play, and I can only watch what's on the screen. So I'll be happy to watch games live and to, and to do that and to travel with the team. It's, uh, I, I'm excited. We'll see. But, yeah, I, I got more used to being not traveling than I thought I ever would. The, let's just say the first, uh, the first say, six months were difficult. Uh, after that, I just think I gave up and said, okay, I better accept this. But, uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be just good to get back to normal and teams traveling and fans and different buildings and uh, the, everything that, that comes with it. Where is, are you looking forward to going the most? place that you haven't seen in nashville that's the we we say <laughs> okay, that every looking time for, where are you looking forward to going and seeing an actual hockey game not not like lower broadway not lower oh well, i'm interested to go to seattle mm. right yeah i, I want to see what's going on there it's uh climate it's, pledge uh, yeah, climate, whatever it's called <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it'll be good to go there uh, I, I just think everywhere's you know, I, I don't care. Any building, Chicago, you get back to the end. All those things that you love about being in the arenas. Did is, you watch the Mannings the other day uh, at all? No, but I've, I've heard about it. I, I want to do that with you. I thought about me doing that. Yeah. Can we do I'd that? Ha- I'd have to be. Is, is there? Do you have one of those? Uh, no, the there's no, no delays. <laughs> no delay? Yeah, that. but we might have to package it, like do it and package it and, and put it out the next day. We, we should if we do it because we wouldn't have the right. We do it on yeah, we can do it on on a national we, game on, an, oh, on a national where where yeah, we could do that. That's a where good idea. we can package it and put it out the next day, All so right. we can get around some of that. But one of the first people I thought of was you and yeah. how much fun that would be. Well, let's do it. I'm in. There's they got enough national games. I'm certainly gonna have <laughs> yeah. time. You're right. About it. We saw the schedule today. Uh, Twelve. Go, you're up on a panel I'm with, with uh, Gosher and Gary, and we couldn't shake Gary before. Uh, oh. Dan Duva was on, and Gary kept texting and calling. So yeah, uh, have calling fun with that. Because he heard it. Nice T-shirt. All right. You don't have one or what? I do, but I'll I didn't want to look like everybody else. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks, Knights. Have a good one. There's uh, Shane Nadi, uh, Nipawa's very own. They've got a, uh, a banner, a billboard or something outside uh, in front. Uh, Go have fun. There's uh, GK's uh, own uh, television analyst, Shane Nighty. Hanity. You, ever, you know, uh, you do Siri, and you like, uh, <coughs> Siri, phone Shane Nighty. Mm-hmm. Shane Hanity. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't use Siri. You use don't Siri. use it? No. Really? No, not really. She doesn't, she doesn't really help me in any way. What about, like, like, when you're in the car and you're hands-free? I just, I don't, I don't call people in the car. That's the like only that's time my, I call That's people. my time. That is my time. Oh. When, I'm, when I'm driving in and out, when I am well, in no, the car. Is there service all the way yeah, out there? Yeah, I, I have relatively good service all the way in and out, but it's my time. Hmm. That's, that's quite literally the only time I get that is my time, so it's my time. I don't call anybody. Very selfish in that regard. That's How awesome. Text? That that's is like, awesome. I certainly don't text and drive. What are you talking about? No, you could voice text. Yeah, no. They no. always lose things in translation there. I know. I'm with Ryan on this one. I don't Siri like to talk to people in the car. Siri will just get me into trouble if I Siri, try voice to text. Siri. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't, a, don't even know what it is. suburb of Vancouver. It's Siri. Oh, got it. <laughs> 
certainly. Have you met Gordon, one of our uh, many callers uh, on the VGK Insider Show? Just stopped by uh, as well. I've met uh, Gordon. We're going to take a break. When we come back, one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League as we get ready to open the doors to FanFest 2021 here at the downtown Las Vegas Event Center, uh, the D right next door. Looking forward to the team being around and uh, a whole bunch of uh, fun here at FanFest 2021. Hockey is back in the entertainment and sports capital of the world. Brought to the near wing. Big shot, he scores! It's time for one-timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day. And it's a tie hockey game. On the BGK Insider Show. Perfect timing as the doors open up to FanFest 2021 here at the downtown Las Vegas Event Center. The Vegas Golden Knights players will be here. The Divas are around. Uh, Chance, I can see him walking across what is soon to be a jam-packed uh, area in front of the stage. Uh, looking forward to this. Uh, 90 minutes, uh, 5.30 until 7 o'clock, uh, the VGK Fan Fest and the VGK Insider Show. Where else would we be? But right here along with it, uh, Dan Duva here earlier. If you missed some of that, uh, check out the podcast, which will be up uh, right after we're done. Shane Knighty also joined us in 1994. He was a seventh-round draft choice. There was 11 rounds in that National Hockey League draft. Uh, just uh, completing the thread on that. Uh, Darren Millard, uh, Ryan Wallace here at FanFest. Uh, we can tell you that there's some great news regarding COVID and vaccinations with the National Hockey League. Bill Daly, the deputy commissioner, uh, quoted today as saying that there will be 10 or less players who won't be fully vaccinated by the start of the season. Now, there's some flux in there, a little bit of flex given on who might make a team, who might not make a team. But the, the numbers that he's getting is pretty close to single digits as far as players uh, who won't be fully vaccinated by the start of the season. And that's incredibly positive news uh, for the uh, hopes of getting in an uninterrupted season. Yeah, and, and I think that that's, you know, obviously the, the big piece to this is, is you know, we, we went through the bubble where everything really worked out well for the NHL in, in no positive cases. And then we go through that 56-game season and, you know, there were delays. There were games that had to be moved around. There were shutdowns due to COVID. And I think that you, you get into this season with the travel, with the full 82-game slate, uh, you want to do everything that you can as an organization, as a player, to try to make sure that that goes without a hitch, that there aren't going to be, as best you can prevent it, shutdowns. And, and I, you know, every player, almost to a man, has, has kind of come into this season ready to go with full vaccination. Uh, we had Evander Kane sit down with Linda Cohn uh, of ESPN, and they covered a number of topics. Mm -hmm. Primary focus that the outside world wanted some answers to were the accusations of gambling and hockey gambling of the San Jose Sharks, something that uh, Evander Kane vehemently denied, uh, admitted that uh, he's gambled before. <laughs> he admits that it's well-documented, a big part of his life for quite a number of years, but it's something that uh, he had a problem with, admits that, and is now uh, receiving uh, counseling for uh, that issue. Says he no longer gambles, but as far as uh, gambling and hockey, says no, uh, he, he never did it, uh, understands why it's a big issue, uh, but uh, denies that. As for uh, the NHL's investigation uh, bill daly once again popular uh, member of the uh, 
one-timer segment today, Bill Daly, <laughs> uh, said that the, the investigation continues and they hope to have uh, some findings in the near future and uh, some kind of resolution to uh, what they discovered. It's ongoing, and we expect to have a report on those findings uh, very soon. But uh, from a Barry Kane standpoint, uh, he denies those allegations. And the fact that in another story that I read that there was no peculiar numbers uh, as far as money being wagered on the Sharks or hockey or results, uh, it, it does seem to indicate that they're maybe uh, a clearing uh, for Evander Kane's name in this regard. Yeah, I mean, I, and I think, you know, one of the important things to, to note on this is is Evander Kane a, a talking about gambling in general and just how, how he is has come to understand that that's something that, that he is needed to address himself in his own personal life. So, um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see obviously when the full, when that full investigation is over, but right now it's it's looking like I'm not expecting there to be any type of restrictions for Evander Kane as he goes into the season with the San Jose, San Jose Sharks. Uh, Quinton Byfield uh, returns uh, from the foot injury for the Kings uh, in the rookie face-off tournament. That's positive news. Uh, they expect uh, him to make uh, a significant impact. It took him, they were really patient with him, yeah. the number two pick in last year's draft, last season. Uh, OHL guy, so he didn't have a team to play for or league to play for in the Ontario Hockey League so he spent his winter uh, after the Team Canada experience uh, with uh, the Ontario reign of the American Hockey League and they let him mature uh, through that and ripen uh, through that process before finally getting into some action. For me it just makes sense because I I think if you're the LA Kings especially going into last season you understand where you are. I, I I think self-awareness within that division would tell you that the LA Kings last year were not ready to push for a playoff spot. So that being said, you don't need to rush Quinton Byfield into the NHL. Allow him to, to take some time, play professional hockey, play in the AHL, get some confidence in his game. And I think getting him into a couple of games late in the regular season and going into this year, it's only going to help him feel comfortable as an NHL player. We know that the St. Louis Blues and the Minnesota Wild will play in the Winter Classic. Brought to you by Discover. The Tim Hortons Heritage Classic, the outdoor game that the National Hockey League will stage in Canada, mm -hmm. will involve an American team. <laughs> I mean, Buffalo's basically Canada. It is. Buffalo Sabres and the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, will play at Tim Hortons Field in Hamilton. So it's another game, because they played in Regina a couple of years ago, Winnipeg and Calgary. Yeah. It's another outdoor game, a Heritage Classic, that's not played in a National Hockey League city. Yeah, I... I Hamilton's I'm, right right in between. I'll tell you, like, I'm, I'm more focused in on the fact that the Buffalo Sabres are part of the Heritage Ca Classic in, in Canada. I think that's absolutely fantastic. Um, I'm just hoping the jersey matchup is going to be as glorious as I think it will be because those two teams have absolutely beautiful color palettes. They can go a lot of different directions. Um, I, I think it's awesome. It'll be interesting to watch that game. And if I'm being honest with you, I'm probably more excited for the Heritage Classic than I am for the Winter Classic. And that's always kind of how it's worked out for me. And I think it's because... The Heritage Classic is so much more infrequent than the Winter Classic. Yeah, it's uh, not held every year. Although having a, a Heritage Classic 
involving an American team is still very strange. Uh, the the Minnesota Wild have been in the news a lot because of the negotiations, lack thereof, lack of progress, with Kirill Kaprizov. But I'm going to take this a, a different direction. Uh, Marco Rossi, he's he's making some noise to to make a bid for that uh, that team. He was the ninth uh, pick in the 2020 draft. Uh, played in the World Juniors last year, but then had a bad go around with COVID. Yeah, and they shut him down. Uh, doctors uh, sent him back home, and he didn't play the rest of the season in the American Hockey League or or the National Hockey League. But he's back, and it sounds like the Ottawa 67 forward, uh, European though, uh, is has some some real uh, traction with making a push for a roster spot here. Well, I mean, that's opportunity, right? With with Kirill Kaprizov and all that being uncertain right now, it, it's going to, at least at the start, open up a spot for a player to step in and, and make an impact. So that right there is on the table for Marco Rossi. I think first and foremost, um, the right decision to shut him down, the right decision to make sure that he was able to focus 100% on recovering from COVID. It's good to see that he has recovered and that he's able to, to be in this position where he's starting to turn some heads. And a lot of people are excited about what he could do in camp and potentially with the Minnesota Wild. He just destroyed the Ontario Hockey League two years ago yeah. and was all world uh, for the Swiss last year at the World Junior Championship. It wasn't even close. Like he was one of the best <laughs> players in the tournament on the team that didn't compete uh, necessarily with, with, with the heavy hitters. Yeah. And uh, then he had the, the heart uh, inflammation uh, because of COVID. He he could be a game changer for them. And if they can get Kaprizov signed, it changes things uh, a little bit in that central division. I, I mean, I look at Minnesota, I, and obviously the, the biggest thing that they need to do is get Kaprizov signed. I, I do think there's enough there without him that that team could make the playoffs. But I think you put Kaprizov into the mix, I'm putting them probably in the top three in that division. I think they're that good with Kaprizov in. Mark Chinook and Katie Marie are on the stage uh, addressing the crowd that is now comfortably inside the downtown Las Vegas event center as we get ready to uh, introduce the players for FanFest, the VGK Insider Show here for the next 20 minutes. And I uh, hope uh, that you've enjoyed uh, some of the conversations that we've had with the likes of Shane Addy and uh, Dan Duba. Uh, now we're looking in and around the National Hockey League with one-timers and Alexander Ovechkin. At the end of this season, providing he has a somewhat regular, regular year, should be number three all-time in goals scored behind Wayne Gretzky and Gordy Howe. He will be. Needs 36. He will be. Uh, listen, Alex Ovechkin is, is playing for one thing, and it's not, in my opinion, the Stanley Cup. It is Wayne Gretzky's goal-scoring record. He's got five years to do it, and I think he will. So he's one behind Marcel Dion for fifth. Should get that. Yeah, probably. Maybe in the first five minutes, might get that. He is 11 behind Brett Hall for fourth. Yeah. Should get that before Thanksgiving. And he's 36 behind Yarmer Yager. He might. He might get that before Halloween. You? Oh, the 11? Yeah. Yeah. So you think he gets 36? Uh, gets the Yager this year for third? I do. I, I think I think Alex Ovechkin's going to score 40 goals this year. So that would put him at 766. Uh, mm -hmm. 
801 is Gordy Howe. That's, I think we're looking at Alex Ovechkin's second best goal scorer in NHL history, probably in the next two years. And then 894 is Gretz. He's going to do it. I don't, hmm. like, I don't care if, if Ovechkin has to play eight more years and just play on the power play. He's going to do it. Knocked him in off the walker. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't care. I can crack old man jokes. Listen, listen, listen all, nobody be upset with me. I can crack old man jokes. All he's got to do is get to 895. And then he can retire. Then he can skate off into the sunset. Doesn't matter. Right. But he's going to do it. And, and, in, and I'll tell you this. After he does it, in that game, just skate off the ice. You don't have to play again. You're good. Be done. But get 895. Be nice to get to 900. Nice round number. I mean, if you want to, I guess. But yeah. Once once you're at 895, like, what's it matter? Like, I wouldn't come back. If you got to 897, I wouldn't come back for a whole other year. Yeah, you would. Just to get to 900. To get to 900, I think you would. Uh, way too lazy. That's a good point. Way too lazy. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights national broadcast schedule, TV broadcast schedule is out. And 82 games in a season. They're on national television, 12 of those games. Ladies and gentlemen, that gives you an idea of where this city and this team have gone in the five years, this being the, the fifth season. It was intriguing uh, in sort of an experiment. What's, what's it going to be like mm -hmm. Yeah, the first year on national television? Now you've got – you don't get on national television because you have a good crowd. It helps the environment, and, it, and it's amazing. You get on national television 12 times because you have – a Stanley Cup contender, and that's what uh, that's what the Vegas Golden Knights are. Yeah, I mean, you got to be good, right? Like you, you're you're looking at if you're ESPN, you're TNT, you're looking for games that are going to showcase the product, and you have to have the best teams in the league on the games to showcase it. So for the Golden Knights to be on television, national television, 12 times this year, that's a a real testament to this organization and what they've been able to do over these five years. It includes uh, the season opener. Yep. on October 12th against Seattle. Three of the four games against Seattle are on national television. Uh, other games include St. Louis, Colorado, Boston, Florida. Uh, I, the Golden Knights visit to Chicago. Hmm. Uh, against that might Mark be Andre a big Flurry. one. Might be a good one. Uh, and also games against Arizona. Uh, and Buffalo. I mean, that makes sense. You have one good team in the game. Last time the Golden Knights played in Buffalo, it was uh, end of an era uh, for the Golden Knights. But yeah, yeah, twelve times, uh, twelve games. Uh, we have some tickets to get uh, give away. We do because we love you. Because it's Fan Fest, oh, we've thank got you. Well, not you. Um, oh. We've got a pair of tickets to give away to the Golden Knights preseason opener Sunday. The 26th of September against the San Jose Sharks. Games at 7. One pair of tickets to caller number 12. 702-876-1340. Caller number 12. You have one. We're back to the Findlay Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here's Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Las Vegas Downtown Event Center. It's the VGK Fan Fest 2021 edition. The VGK Insider from on location throughout the two hours. 
Uh, things will continue here until 7 o'clock tonight, so if you still have time to head over and check it out and get involved, uh, maybe uh, see your favorite player. It's the first time we've been able to see players yeah. outside of Zoom or from the, the stands free COVID. Yeah, that, I think that might be the weirdest aspect of this is in just a few moments, we're going to look over at that stage and we're going to see players in the flesh and we're right there. It's normal. Feels mm -hmm. somewhat normal. I love this side of the strip too. Like it's yeah. just a cool vibe. Uh, somebody that's relatively new, one of those newbies to, uh, to Las Vegas. There's just a, a neat uh, electricity yep. uh, regarding this. Elvis is here too. Like nice. Uh, he, he stopped by, so uh, I'm really excited. Yep. Uh, last time I got a, an autograph from Elvis, true story. Okay. Spelled it wrong. Really? Yeah. Yeah. How do you spell it? I was, I was, I was very disappointed oh, uh, that, that Elvis, uh, it, was, uh, it was an ES. And I'm like, ooh, come on. Yeah, so I, I think, not even I think the Elvis, I think the Elvis was making fun of me because he thought that I was making fun of them for asking for an autograph. It was like Weren't you though? It was the reverse shot. And well maybe a little so, bit. So so Elvis played it right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So but, you got but, what you deserved. But uh, really did uh, kind of uh, uh, give it to me a little bit uh, by by spelling it wrong. Uh, we've got uh, the tickets that we gave away today. We'll have more tickets tomorrow uh, to preseason action. The Vegas Golden Knights uh, getting at it. Uh, to tune up for this 2021-2022 season. Uh, Seattle, new to the mix. Uh, we're going to see uh, them uh, inside the division and on opening night. Uh, a couple of other teams, uh, San Jose, uh, works in progress. But instead of the other teams that we tend to talk a lot about, like I'm excited to see these guys and, and, and what they're ready to do. They, they acknowledged and embraced the Stanley Cup championship hopes so much in the last two years uh and it it hasn't waned at all man no i i mean again i, I think this is a group that that really understands that there's something special in this locker room there is something special in this organization and this is a team that has all the tools in the world to win and win a stanley cup and, and do it within five years and then that's something special and I don't think it's lost on any of the guys in this room. I, I think that you, you, you get an opportunity. You never know how long that window is going to be open. So right now, this year for the Golden Knights, it's one of those focused years where you just need a couple of bounces. You just need to really focus in. But I think this is a team that's an absolute Stanley Cup contender going into year number five. Uh, going to go down and mingle for a little bit. Uh, just saw Papa Lou uh, oh, nice. point it up. Uh, so we're going to see Papa Lou, one of our favorites, uh, and uh, can't wait to connect with uh, some of our regular listeners uh, that we don't get the opportunity to see face-to-face. -to -face. Uh, tomorrow we'll get back to our top five at five, the top five stories in the National Hockey League and with the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, we'll hit number three tomorrow on that front. And a couple of players I want to get to yeah. in, in the next week or so. Mark Stone, expectations statistically for Mark Stone, and Max Pacioretty for a big picture, Max Pacioretty. He went through that like milestone stretch last year. Yeah. For three weeks, he was setting a milestone every yeah. night. Uh, I, I think there could be more on the way for Max Pacioretty. I wouldn't disagree with that. I think those two players, in Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty, it's a good place to start as we really start to zero in on this team going into camp. Uh, other players of interest, Shea Theodore, I also want to get into uh, that. But uh, for Shane Noddy and uh, Daniel 
Duva, uh, and also Ryan Wallace. Thanks for listening to the BGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.